0: Welcome to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are kicking off our first series of 2021, which is all about audiobooks. I'm really, really excited to break down this format because I feel like in the last few years especially from the standpoint of an actor the production of audiobooks has increased and it makes me so happy because i think it is a genre or a format of reading that allows so many more people to read the most popular books today and allows you to still read while finding
1: ways to be productive in your adult life. Mm -hmm, Exactly. I give so much credit to audiobooks for being the reason that I was able to read so much in 2020 and really give them credit already for what I've been able to accomplish in 2021. I never imagined that I would be able to give up some of my other Joys of life, like television or just like aimless scrolling things that I used to do all the time. Now I've replaced those with audiobooks, and it has completely enhanced my life all around, just made me happier. And I don't feel like I'm making more time for books necessarily, I'm just reallocating how I spend that time. Yeah,
0: I agree. And it makes like the mundane chores that you have to do a little bit more exciting Mm -hmm. like I will always be like okay okay, I have to do the dishes or fold laundry or something with why is folding laundry the hardest thing in the entire world (laughs) I know there are laundry lovers out there um but it will always motivate me a little bit more especially if I'm like towards the end of an audiobook and it will tell me I'm like okay like I I have two hours left all right let me you know 30 minutes of folding laundry, 30 minutes of washing dishes, cleaning the counters, whatever. It's a nice way to um schedule out the day.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it allows you to, like, um I, I get more carried away with my cleaning when I'm listening to mm-hmm. an audiobook. So, like, I'll initially be like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, clean the counters, load the dishwasher, and call it a day. And then I'll be like, well, since I'm here listening to this audiobook, I might as well also vacuum or, like, whatever. I just get carried away or replant my plants. I do that sometimes.
0: Yeah. I'll schedule, like, an audiobook walk, especially, like, in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. It's been a little difficult because it has been so cold. I don't think it stopped snowing for the last two weeks. The sun did come out today, which was nice, but... I know like how long it takes me to walk around the little lake that we have on our property. So I'm like, okay, like I have enough time to go do that. I'll listen to a little bit of an audiobook. And I was someone who used to only like I exclusively listened to nonfiction on audio for a really long time. And then mm-hmm. I think I mean when I was younger I listened to a couple audiobooks that were fiction. But I only very recently in 2020 started listening to fiction on audio and I will say it, it does have to be the right book, the right narrator, but I, have, I really enjoy fiction on audio now and I think it is because the quality of production has become very immersive, the actors are always so engaging, and there is just some writing, um, like some writing styles. Taylor Jenkins Reid, I think her books really lend themselves to audiobooks really well because they're very um, character-based books. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I don't know, I have, I I am not intimidated by fiction on audio anymore. And I get questions about it all the time of like how to get into audiobooks so hopefully with this series if you've been wanting to get into audiobooks we'll be able to tell you some of our favorites that will have you wanting to download them (laughs) I
1: was like pick them up but I don't know I guess you can still get audiobooks on CD from your libraries you can you get them from your library I also think that a good amount of bookstores have still have Mm. physical uh CD sets to buy. I think I at least see them at Barnes and Noble. I haven't checked my indie for them. Um, because... I always see them on Bookshop.org. They're okay, just very yeah. expensive, but but uh, your indie makes it really easy for you to support them with the purchase of of audiobooks through Libra FM Which will is not the first time we've mentioned it on here, and we will mention it again. But um, so I haven't really noticed physical audiobooks in bookstores for that reason because I just can get them on my app really easily
0: yeah I love love Libro FM as well and I think you know there's always some strange argument going around that audiobooks don't count as reading and that is not true um especially because we are doing some research and preparation for this series about the history of audiobooks and why audiobooks were created um definitely proves that audiobooks count as reading there's you know there's no gatekeeping here if all you read is audiobooks you are still a reader because audiobooks first emerged in 1932 uh, when a recording studio was established by the American Foundation for the Blind. They were first produced on vinyl records, just like music. And then in 1933, Congress passed an amendment that allowed the Library of Congress to begin producing audiobooks.
1: The availability of audiobook production has grown kind of with technology, which we can expect. Like, like I said, they used to be on... CDs before that, vinyl records, etc. Cassette tapes in the 1960s, and now they're available on apps that you can use through your library app, through Libra FM. There's tons of different audiobook um, platforms, and the term audiobook became an industry standard by 1994. And just think about like how much we've grown since then, and how prevalent audiobooks are today. I don't know. Many people who haven't at least tried an audiobook. Um, I think a, some people enjoy them more and make them their primary format to read books in now. But um, I always feel like for um, young parents,
0: audiobooks are great because you're up a million times at night, and if you don't want to turn the screen on so that your your child is not like waking up constantly from the light, audiobooks are a great way.
1: Do fit in reading that way. I know. Well, you know, there's this, um, Alexa has that, I think it's Alexa, not Google Home. Maybe it's Google Home. I'm not sure. One of those speaker things has a um, combo pack, or I don't know how to describe it, with the little golden books where you can buy, you can get the little golden books, which, you know, those are the, those are Annabelle's Wish, which is my favorite (laughs) book of all time is in a little, is a little golden book. Anyways. You can get a little golden book and it will read to you the book to the to the child. And there's like music that goes along with it. And it knows when you turn the page. Ooh. It's really cool. I used to love getting children's books. And then
0: they would come with the CD that mm-hmm. would read, that would, was an audiobook of the story. Because I was the kid that was always like, more books, more books at bedtime. And I had this Hello Kitty boom box. <laughs> and my mom would just like eventually reach the point where she'd be like, okay, it's bedtime, Phoebe. But I'd be like, no, one more story, one more story. And she would put one of those like on the boom box. I'm like, good night. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I was thinking about that. Like even as an adult, I'm like, I want to just be read too. And that's exactly why I love audiobooks because that's, it's reading it to you that yeah. sense. and
0: especially for a genre like fantasy I feel like um, so you do surround sound reading very often mm-hmm. you'll listen to the audiobook but also look at the physical book um or ebook whatever and for something like fantasy that has lots of world building and potentially complicated names like uh the audiobook is so great because you're not having any uh, question of like how to pronounce things which I feel like a lot of us can get hung up on and uh like I when I was reading Throne of Glass I really relied on the audiobooks to help keep me from like drifting and I was able to
1: completely understand what was going on yeah exactly and I think the big like the big point is the pronunciation pronunciation of names like you said I would be stumbling left and right in Throne of Glass or in – I'm reading Shadow and Bone and there are a lot of – there's like a whole other language. So there's a lot Mm -hmm. of words that are totally foreign and it really does help and it makes it so that you feel like more confident speaking about the book. And um, I really like – I love the ensemble cast – books mm-hmm. like where you've got multiple perspective and then you've got multiple narrators to match those perspectives they do that in um, so many books Six of Crows is a great example of that um, I think you said one of uh, did, did they do that in Daisy Jones and the Six? yeah Daisy Jones and the Six is a full,
0: uh, a full cast and so is this is a nonfiction it's very heavy um, but the only plane in the sky which mm-hmm. is the oral history of September 11th that is read by a full cast as well and it I mean it was very difficult for me to listen to but at the same time it just gave everybody it, it made everybody really real because everybody had mm-hmm. a different voice and I was thinking as you were saying what you were with what you were just talking about even with a like non-fantasy genres or non-fantasy audiobooks I feel like, because um, I remember I read The Boyfriend Project on audio, and that was just, it was, all the characters were so full and colorful and wonderful. And I don't know if I would have, like, I, I feel like it, it gives so much more, like, individuality, to, especially to, like, side characters. And I yeah. know that's uh, what, how you felt about
1: uh, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. Not the mm-hmm. audio, but like Chloe's humor was it? Chloe's humor it was so. It like- was Chloe's, yeah. And I that I was just thinking when you were saying this that have, how it reminded me of. And I also listened to Danny Brown on audio. I listened to both of the, and I just think Talia Hibbert's humor is phenomenal. I love the banter that she builds in between her characters, and sometimes. I guess I could see somebody not getting it or like not picking up on it but the narrators that she picks or who are picked for her audiobooks like knock it out of the park like they convey Mm -hmm. that tone perfectly and I think that's really important I, I, I don't think I mentioned this before but I started Eleanor Oliphant as a physical book and i had i have a lot of thoughts on that which i won't get into but i had a really hard time in the beginning of the book because eleanor's voice is like very deadpan like she's got a lot Mm -hmm. of like she just she is so like her tone is very unique and the way that that story is told and I was not getting it at the beginning and I ended up switching over to the audio and it made a world of a difference like the narrator was able to convey the tone that Mm. you as the reader were supposed to get out of it and I think that that can really it, it can make or break a book if you don't get the tone right
0: yeah that's how I felt about the hearts invisible furies because mm, that's it, a great example um there's so much satire <laughs> in that book yes. and you can be like I don't know sometimes you're just like wait how am I am I reacting to this the right way
1: and the yeah. audiobook always guides you in that direction because he says these things like that book starts out so horribly sad mm-hmm. and you're like how this is a horribly sad and heavy and just like why do you want to read this? And then he starts adding these like kind of like I don't know what the right word is, crass like moments or just or are, are just these things where like, am I supposed to laugh here? I'm confused. Yeah. And, and then if, listening to the audiobook,
0: you're like, oh yes, I am meant to laugh. <laughs> like Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just not. That my dark tea. humor. Um and yeah that's something I always worry about when I'm writing because I'm like oh I hear the jokes in my head I hear the tone in my head but then that's a very I mean it takes I think it's a takes a very talented writer to be able Mm -hmm. to 100 percent convey their meaning especially when it comes to humor and books and that is a huge plus to an audiobook and like I just I'm like There are so many books that I have read on audio recently where I was like, I am laughing out loud Yes. uh, Like at a book, which
1: I feel like you don't get a lot. I know. And it's so funny. I was thinking like when I first started my – so I think you told a little bit about your backstory with um, audiobooks. Mine is I started listening to audiobooks I think like really early on or maybe not really early on given the history of them, but for – I think in comparison to other readers um, that were my age, I was like the only one reading audiobooks in college. And I remember I would always have like a tape on in my car. My car, Eugene, who I still drive, he has gotten me many a places in the world, and he only has a CD player, does not have a cassette, and didn't have doesn't have like a um, aux cord or USB or mm-hmm. um, Bluetooth. So I had like all those tapes, and like I would be listening to the audiobook and it'd be like end of disc one and then I'd have to like switch it out and put in disc two and like that's what I would do when I was driving back from um, back and forth from college uh and I did all of my reading for college on audiobooks like all yeah. of my English yes yeah and I like I remember just people would be I would I this should surprise nobody, but I was a student that like had to do the reading before class. Like there was no spark noting it for me. Like I was. I don't get the kids who didn't do it. <laughs> like, that didn't that didn't do the reading.
0: Yeah, I'm like that was our, our to, your
1: homework. I'm like our classes were Socratic seminar like if you didn't do the reading what are you going to do in class like you're the point is to have a discussion like or at least that's how my my classes were they were Socratic seminar and so the professor would be sitting at this table with we were all be sitting around the same table and we'd be talking about the book and if you didn't speak that day you didn't get your points for attendance like there was you you would lose your attendance point for that day if you didn't say anything and if you didn't read the book then what are you supposed to say yeah
0: I remember when we would, like, go re- get ready to, like, do family road trips or whatever, going to the library and, like, picking out the book that we were all gonna listen to was mm-hmm. always so fun. And, um, yeah, like, those like, okay, like, <laughs> switch the track, like, put in the next CD. And who was, like, in charge of being the one to, to change it? Then when my mom got a new car and it had, like, a six disc thing like oh my gosh you remember then you could like manually. yes (laughs) the the gen Gen z's coming from for our middle parts our skinny jeans and now we're just gonna date ourselves (laughs) even more but i wouldn't i remember when she got that and we were like oh my gosh we can put all six cds in at once now we don't have to worry about switching
1: them out and for some reason that was so so exciting (laughs) i was (laughs) i wish that i could get John too. Actually, that's not true. A few times we've been driving to the airport or something and I'd be like, "Can I listen to my book?" and he'd be like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Do you want to listen to it too?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." And he listened to what did he listen to with me? The one by John Mars, I think is how his last name. That is also an ensemble audiobook and ooh, that's a that's a good one that I would recommend as an audiobook actually it's about these like yeah it's good it's about these um uh it's like kind of sci-fi-y where there's a uh your DNA can be matched with one other person that's your soulmate and there's like a whole database and you like find your match and then you're like that's like your that's like your soulmate that's like the person you're supposed to end up with so it's like all this it's stories of like I think six different people finding their match and in various different situations like one would already be married to somebody else one one was like their match was a mur- like a serial killer like is all this stuff and so it is funny i guess i guess it's funny i haven't read anything else by him i think he came out with a book fairly recently the passengers but yeah it was really good on audio and john listened to that with me and he's like i'm sorry did he just say he killed somebody? And I'm like, yes, yes. Okay. This is when I was still reading a good amount of thrillers, though. So my tastes have changed well, a lot. You uh, you made me remember that Lucy Foley's books, The Guest List and The Hunting Party, yes. are full
0: cast audiobooks as
1: well. I actually read the, I read the Hunting Party the same year, like the same month that I was reading the one. Like I, I would ah. for sure recommend Lucy Foley's books. Those two books are literally like <laughs> – same book, different font. So
0: yeah. <laughs> either one would be
1: good on audiobook. Both would be good on audiobook. They're very Agatha Christie-like, So, which mm-hmm. I'd also recommend, like crime books like that would be translate really, really well to audiobook. Mm-hmm. And that's something I was thinking is that um, uh, Louise Penny's Three Pines series, the first one of those books I think was written in 1990-something, so I got the audiobook, but if you listen to the audiobook, it says end of track 1 and then it will start up because they just took, you know, they didn't just, like, redo it. the production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they didn't redo the production. They just kept it. So that was really funny. I was listening to the audiobook and I was like, oh, it's like someone it's-
0: someone mentioned that on Instagram recently and was like the audiobook I'm listening to says like end of track 1, switch to track 2. I don't remember who it was, but that must be it. They just didn't redo it, and they uploaded it to whatever
1: um, audiobook app they're using. Which makes sense. That's how libraries can – you can, like, kind of modernize it where you don't have to go to the physical library to pick up the audiobook anymore, but you can use, like, Libby or whatever to – Yeah. Or Overdrive or whatever.
0: I was thinking – because I was like, wait, I – if I have read a thriller, mostly it has been on – Audio because I was thinking about the Year of the Witching, which mm-hmm. I loved on audio because they put so much good like music in it that really like yes. set the tone and like that's what I meant with like the the level of production like there's so much care in like setting the like I guess it's like you you can set your own reading ambiance you can turn on a candle or light a candle um, I we all know I love my ASMR rooms you know mm-hmm. set the lighting. But an audiobook does that with like the sounds, and you know, have you ever noticed like, um, especially if they do like a phone call one, how they'll do yes, like it'll be one character in your left earphone
1: and another in your right, and it's or it just will like... sound more muffled like it's over a phone. Yeah. I think um, the flat share and the Switch do that. Yeah, right? I listened to the Flatshare. I
0: didn't. I didn't listen to the Switch, but didn't love it but that's okay (laughs) yeah um and then audiobook great production yes great audiobook book production this story just wasn't Mm -hmm. for me but obviously there's so many memoirs that are great on audio because they're Mm -hmm. read by um the the author like i just finished barack obama's book and like that was just so good and so good to hear in his voice um and I didn't listen to the audio of Chanel Miller's book, but I know that everybody. I says did.
1: That was really good. Yeah, it was so powerful to hear her speak in her. I own also love words. her speaking voice. Like anytime she has an interview, I'm like, okay, I'm tuning into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, She's such such a lovely speaking voice and it's interesting though though it is not a given in an audio book in a memoir that the audiobook will be narrated by the author because I was thinking back to educated and Tara Westover does not narrate that audiobook it's a different I think narrator it's
0: Very yes I think it's much more common with like celebrity memoirs yeah I assume that's part of their book deal because they know that will get more people interested in purchasing it um, mm-hmm. but my my um my maid of honor actually Stevie she used to work for a recording studio pre-covid times um and she like they did they produced a lot of audiobooks there she met Jenna Fisher from the office because she went in and recorded her book uh, the That's actor's so life so cool and that is a fantastic book even if you're not an actor but you always just like wanted to know like what Because, like, you know, when people say, like, oh, I'm a working actor versus, like, being a celebrity or something like that. Like, with the differences between what that means. It's very good. Mm -hmm. And there's fun, like, trivia in there or, like, fun facts from when she was filming The Office. But she really did make it as, like, a this is how I survived. This is how I got jobs and whatever. It's very good.
1: It's a very good book. But she reads the audiobook as well. I love that and so we like we I think our go-to recommendations for audiobooks are in terms of genres are memoirs I've been loving YA on yes Auro. yeah um, I, I agree. just
0: started uh so last this time last year I read The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han after mm. I went through my big 12 the Boys spiral um, and Which I Which we're so
1: close to the next movie. Oh my out.
0: god, I'm so excited. Just so everybody knows <laughs> to all the boys who so said love before. Knows. Always forever,
1: Lara Jean.
0: Comes out on Read It or List It's one year anniversary.
1: I think that that was Jenny Han silently in Netflix just being like. It was Noah. It was Noah. It was Noah. (laughs) It was Noah Noah, actually.
0: He was Um, like, I text these girls. They'll be really happy.
1: (laughs) For context, because not everybody is obsessed with us. Uh, We are, in fact, on a first name basis with the actor who plays Peter Kaminsky. His name is Noah Noah, if you're listening, um, hey. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing us the solid February 12th great Thanks day. Thanks so much for your support. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's an avid listener. <laughs> um, but I Soaked so my heart Cubby. I never finished the Oh my god, Josh, why you gotta do that to me. Oh um, but I never finished the The Summer I Turn Pretty series. And I found the audio on Scribd. And Ooh. I've been needing just, like, something... I was like, I need something quick. And those are quick. And I don't... know, YA is very good on audio. I feel like mm-hmm. it always... You know, there are some books where you'll read reviews and you'll be like, oh, it was very YA. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just that, like, we are not the intended audience. I feel mm-hmm. like one of those books on audio takes away that feeling of like it was good but like yeah. if I was 15 and reading this I would love I would have loved it like it would have been a five star read but as 28 year old I'm like eh, three stars <laughs> but yeah. on audio it's like I don't know the girl who reads the main character in this series is just like this level of like earnestness that's <laughs> just like so nostalgic
1: so I'm, I love YA on audio as well I think part of it is because sometimes, and this is a total generalization, there's so much variance within the young adult genre. So take this with a grain of salt. But I think a lot of times the language is a lot simpler and the dialogue is a lot simpler. And so sometimes when you're reading that, it can come across as maybe a little bit choppier or a little bit more like lacking that oomph that sometimes you get with adult and that's a you know that's a technical term um and (laughs) like the oomph the oomph but when you've got this like really great narrator who's just kind of speaking in the tone and the inflection and the joy and the happiness or like the angst or whatever the emotion is trying to be conveyed in that scene like is able to do what it's intended to do with that audiobook narration I think sometimes
0: yeah a hundred percent because it like they believe so wholeheartedly in their feelings and it's like do you like me (laughs) yeah like those there's that saying that's like you know when you you realize when you're older that everything that happened when you were 17 didn't matter but when you're 17 it's your whole world and Mm -hmm. you can't see past it and that's just like what the narrator of uh, her, the main character's name is Belly um, it's like her family nickname her name's Isabella or something and I don't know because like, I, I read the first book in a physical book and I was like it was cute I did not love it as much as Lara Jean's story so I didn't continue it and then now I'm like oh my god why didn't I continue it it's so good
1: <laughs> See, there you have it. It The audiobook can rejuvenate, revive something that you may have given up on. And I've done that with a couple books, like where mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm just not driving with it. I'll switch to audiobook because then I could maybe be doing something else while I'm reading it and have a different book on physical. It can keep my attention a little bit more when it's on audio. And then I like get like, like sucked up and like invested and then sometimes I'll go back to the physical and it's like why didn't I like this and I think that's especially true with fantasy where in the beginning you've got this like huge world building moment Mm -hmm. where it's like so dense so sometimes having the audiobook is like just makes it a little bit more digestible so yeah I agree and and
0: like you said vice versa you can if you try a book on audio and it's not jiving try picking up the physical book as well because um, sometimes it really just is what
1: what is most useful for your reading brain. Right. And yeah. no matter what you choose to do, you're still reading a book and reading a book that works for you. And that's, I think, ultimately we want the takeaway to be for this series is audiobooks are a great medium to read books in and mm-hmm. they count just as much as any other way that we read so we hope that maybe this intro is a nice little sneak peek into the reasons why we love audio and we hope to continue giving you more audiobook recommendations and further thoughts as we continue on in this series
0: yeah so if you enjoyed today's episode make sure to leave a review and a rating on apple podcasts
1: it's an easy free way to support read it or list it and stop by today's instagram post at read it or list it pod with your thoughts on today's episode We'll be back next week with our very favorite episode that we get to do every series, The
0: Pitch, to share some of our favorite audiobooks and convince the other
1: to give them a listen. And all the books and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found on our respective blogs, shelflovebookblog.com and readandwrite.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at read it or list it Pod, All rights reserved.